Hi, I'm Dr. Marianne Cintron, founder and president of Step-by-Step -Step Dyslexia Solutions. This is our second podcast on Music Empowers Learning. And I have with me today, my guest is Amanda Harrison, a parent from North Carolina who connected with me on Facebook when I asked the question, do any parents out there remember their children having to leave the room, the classroom when, when reading started? And Amanda had a very interesting response and she definitely advocates for her son. So welcome, Amanda. Hello, hi. <laughs> We're gonna have Amanda share a minute or two about um, what's going, you know, about her life and then we will, I will ask her some questions. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Amanda. Um, well, uh, like I say, I'm Amanda Harrison. I have a, a now 10-year-old son who has uh, dyslexia, dysgraphia. Um, dyslexia runs in our family on both sides. So our journey uh, started when uh, my son was uh, in second grade. Um, but at that point, dyslexia wasn't on the radar for, for, for him. Um, he he started out with a speech and language delay and uh, had services when he was uh, age three in pre-k but really dyslexia wasn't on the radar for any of us at all so um it was a very um interesting journey that that, that kind of took twists and turns and uh, as as we started to learn more about dyslexia um i realized that um, you know, there were lots of signs that I should have seen as a parent that I just had no clue, um, you know, what was actually, what my son was trying to tell me really, but couldn't actually put it into words. Okay. Um, very interesting. So I wanted to ask, did you recognize anxiety or behavior issues before Jay was identified as being dyslexic? I didn't realize it at the time, but yes, there were very, very clear signs uh, that, that something was going on. Um, and after the fact, uh, probably about a year after the fact, actually, Jay quietly whispered to me in the car and said, do you remember when I used to do this, mom? Uh, this is what was happening. And it, and it was heartbreaking to hear it. But in actual fact, what was happening in second grade, um, Jay's teacher reached out to us and said that Jay was going to the bathroom an awful lot, uh, like, you know, two or three times within the hour, and uh, that she was concerned about it. So we, we took him to the doctors, uh, you know, we went for lots of different testing, and they couldn't find anything wrong. And this went on for quite a number of months, um, and it, it, it continued to happen, and we didn't know why, but we couldn't get to the bottom of it. And um, the, the, the behaviors continued. Uh, he seemed totally fine in all other uh, aspects of his life, but um, this kind of odd behavior of removing himself from the classroom uh, just, just kept on happening. And it wasn't until a year later, after we realized that dyslexia was actually um, an issue for him, he whispered to me in the car when we were, when we were going home one day, and he said, mom, do you remember when I used to go, uh, you know, come out of the classroom? And I, and I said, yes, because it was a very odd conversation that just came out of nowhere. He said, I used to go and sit in the bathroom and just so, so that I didn't have to read. And, and it was heartbreaking to hear um, because he, he very, he did that uh, as a way to, to avoid uh, having to read in class. And he was only seven at the time. Uh, so for a seven year old to do that, he must have been so full of anxiety. Um, wow. it, it was heartbreaking to hear. 
Yes, I can only imagine. Um, how did you approach the school district when you realized that dyslexia may be the problem for him? Um, well, in actual fact, probably about later, we moved uh, states from uh, Florida to North Carolina, and um, I realized something else was going on with Jay. He, he already had an IEP for speech. There seemed to be some other underlying issues, um, and I... I suddenly realized that, uh, you know, Jay had a lot of red flags for dyslexia. Uh, his dad is dyslexic, like I say, and it's, it runs on both sides of our family. And I approached the school and requested that they evaluate him. Um, and that really started a, 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 a whole uh, journey for us in, in the world of um, uh, really kind of fighting for, for uh, and advocating for our child. Um, we ended up getting a private diagnosis of dyslexia, um, but in that process, um, you know, Jay wasn't having his needs met at school, um, and, and there was a lot of um, conflict within between us and school trying to get the services for him. And during that time, Jay was very, very um, uh, uh, stressed. Uh, he, he didn't understand why he couldn't do the same work as his peers. He was a very intelligent little boy. Um, but he was getting more and more anxious and, and it, saying he didn't want to go to school, he had tummy aches, um, trying uh, to avoid going to school. And eventually this all came to a head with a huge meltdown um, after, after, probably after about uh, three months of, of um, this kind of tummy ache, kind of avoiding tactics. And, and he told us he wanted to die. Uh, he, he was so anxious that he, he, he just had a huge meltdown and, and expressed in his own way that he wanted to die. And, and it literally took, took my breath away. It, it was a horrible, horrible day for us. And it well, was really a point for us. Yeah, that's, you know, it's very interesting to see his behavior while you're fighting with the school to try to get him the help. And yeah, I think that's... other parents probably are experiencing very similar situations in their yeah. homes. And I really like how you mentioned that your husband is genetic, is dyslexic because it does have a very, a component of, um, yes, absolutely. It is genetic. Yes. So yes. let me ask you a question about his performance. Did you see a discrepancy between his performance at home versus how they said he performed at school? Yeah, um, school, he managed to, um, he, he was pretty much on grade level, um, generally. Um, but in the work that he, when you went deeper into his work with, with the Dibbles and, and the M class that they use in North Carolina, when, when you looked into that further, you could see that there were definitely issues. He was in the, in the uh, reds and the, and, and, the, and the yellows for a lot of the year. So anybody that knew what they were actually looking at, would, it would be very obvious, coupled with um, other red flags too, and then a family history. Um, you know, he, he had a hard time comprehending what he was reading. He couldn't decode words, but he'd also memorized uh, sight words. You know, on the face of it, he 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 he'd, he'd managed to kind of um, wing it for as long as he could. But um, he he was starting to struggle by the end of third grade because the, the, he just couldn't cope with the volume of work anymore. Um, homework was very very stressful. It would take us a long time. It would always end in tears for one or both of us it was, it was very stressful um it, it it was a very anxious time and and we certainly didn't realize that he was 
probably absorbing some of the stress that we were having with the school and, you know, seeing how that conflict that we were in, you know, it, advocating for him and trying to get him help, he was probably absorbing some of that too. Um, and we didn't realise it. You know, you don't realise how receptive, you know, and, and perceptive the, the, the kids are, but they really do take on some of you your stress do. as well. And I think you have to be very careful about that to kind of, you know, not let your stress um, be, be absorbed by them as well. Do you remember having sleepless nights? Oh, Staying my gosh. up, wondering how to help him? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, the... the trying to advocate for your child in a, in a, in a, um, in a, in a, a place that, that doesn't seem to want to help you or is not designed or set up to, to be able to accommodate a child like yours. And you feel like you're, you're hitting brick walls. You know, you, you, I just always assumed that, that I, I literally went to the school with an open heart and said, I think my child's got dyslexia, you know, what do we do next kind of thing, really yeah. expecting that they would help me. And it, we literally entered into a two-year battle with them. And it feels like a battle. And, you know, we are very lucky in that, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom. Um, my, my husband works. English is my first language. You know, I, I was a police officer um, back in the day, you know, mm. I, I'm used to reading law and, and certain terminology. I could, I literally had to start and, and educate myself about education law, but I could, I had the time to do that and I, and I had the capacity to do that. I could, I could start to advocate from scratch. People don't get that chance or that opportunity or, you know, it's very right. hard for people to do that. Well, let um, me ask you, what would you say to parents now to encourage them that they're not alone? They're definitely not alone. I would encourage people to reach out to your local decoding dyslexias, reach out to any local support groups that you have. Um, in, in our area, um, there was a particular uh, couple of girls that actually created, that there were, I mean, there was decoding dyslexia, but it wasn't very close to us. Um, they created a, a support group via Facebook and that group has grown and grown. And, you know, if you find families that are in the same situation as you, um, you know, one voice can be very lonely, you know, but a but, but hundred voices, you know, school districts have to listen, you know, right. start to, 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 to um, yeah, I'm not saying that you have to fight alone, um, but, but there's definitely power in numbers and just having that support, uh, and having the guidance of somebody that's already gone through it or is going through it is vital. Don't do it alone. Um, you know, reach out to sites like yours. Uh, there's so many different uh, resources out there. Now with social media, it's very, very easy to find uh, resources. Um, and just having somebody that, you know, understands what you're going through. Because I don't think, I think when you have a child that has, has learning differences, I don't think people understand what that feels like i think there are they almost think you're a little bit neurotic when they say that the schools aren't helping you well let me just but, you know sharing here that i didn't even learn about dyslexia after four years of teaching until i was earning my master's at the university and a mm -hmm. professor recommended i join the international dyslexia association and now right. i'm a board member there so yeah. There are just, you know, decoding dyslexia I love and International Dyslexia Association, yep. 
I'm a board member in the Tri-County branch in California. So those are resources and very valuable for parents to connect yeah. with parents in those groups. Let me ask you, what's next for Jay? Well, Jay, we, like I say, we're, we're lucky. We, we were able to remove him from the public school system. He's now in a school for learning differences. So, you know, he's very happy. He is like, honestly, like oh, a different so child from the, from the first day. He's, he is like a different child. I, I when the first day I picked him up from there, I, I pretty much burst into tears because I was so relieved. Um, we were lucky that That's we could nice. go back and then fight through due process and uh, we, you know we, we literally fought the school system so um you know and now i don't want to uh, just walk away and leave other parents you know i i, I um i'm committed to advocating for other parents too um but jay jay is fine he, he's he's very happy um you know we're doing good we're doing good that's so great to hear and I remember having a grandparent cry for me, cry to me when he started seeing the, his granddaughter having success. We used music with the phonics-based reading program, but the genetic component was there with the girl's mother being in prison. And the grandfather was so afraid that the girl was going to go on that track trajectory. Yeah, yeah. So, Amanda, I want to thank you so much for your time. And I just want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. I hope you share this podcast with other parents. And um, we're going to say goodbye. My name again is Dr. Marianne Sintron with Step by Step Dyslexia Solutions. And there are other podcasts that you can listen to that talk about um, how we can help students be successful, even though they have dyslexia. You can reach us at www.dyslexia-solutions.com. And my phone number here is 909-787-21. Zero three. Thank you so much. We're here with Amanda Harrison. Bye-bye now. God bless you. Thank you. Bye-bye.